This is Frontier Dialogues. 15 minutes long to keep up with people and projects that shape the world of development in the 21st century. Frontier Dialogues is a podcast hosted by UNDP Maldives that unpacks what building forward better looks like for the Maldives island nation. As the country grapples with the socio-economic repercussions of the COVID-19 and looks ahead to the looming climate crisis, we bring you voices from change agents doing development differently. People working in the public and private sectors, civil society, NGOs and international organizations with something in common all aspiring towards a greener and more sustainable future. Welcome. And today's episode will be about Laricova's solution. Laricova is a website that covers all the domains of personal finance issues in the Maldives, from savings, debt, and future planning. This solution demystifies current local affairs around finance and rely on social media platforms to disseminate sites information. Recently, Laricova participated in the Solution Safari Call lead by the UNDP Maldives Accelerator Lab. This episode will close this special series focusing on the solutions participant in that call. And this conversation will be hosted by Hadi Hamid, UNDP Maldives Accelerator Lab Head of Solutions Mapping. Over to you, Hadi. Assalamu alaikum, Anas. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How's it going? Good, good, good. Well, thank you so much for accepting our invitation to um, be a part of um, this episode of Frontier Dialogues. It's a pleasure to have you on this show and, and we look forward to hearing um, about um, your journey. So perhaps actually we can start with a little um, introduction about yourself as well as Larry Koba. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. So just to tell you a little bit about myself, um, I've been working in uh, the finance industry for uh, the last uh, four years now. And uh, when I was doing my studies uh, for my bachelor's, I wasn't sure whether to pursue a financial uh, career or to focus more on education, both of it uh, are patients of mine. Uh, so I was feeling a little bit lucky that I had the chance to explore um, both elements. And um, having come back to the Maldives, um, I've been working in a commercial bank, but I've also been um, engaged in uh, teaching night classes for uh, a local college as well, allowing me to explore both of my passions. Um, I'm sure you would agree that uh, the pandemic has been quite tough uh, for all of us. And um, I've tried to use this opportunity to come up with some ideas on how to actually give back to society and uh, contribute towards uh, building back better from uh, the situation we are currently in. And it was during the lockdown period, actually, um, I decided that uh, it might be better if we try to see how we can better manage our financial uh, situation. So um, I ended up creating Larikoba. Uh, it started off uh, with simply just writing about some articles that could be helpful for people on how to manage their finances, how to actually you know, focus on managing your debt or even planning for the future. And uh, through these ideas, I ended up creating the website larikoba.com. And um, knowing Maldivians, I think we all appreciate some bite-sized information. So then I ended up creating some social media platforms with some you know, small information to be shared periodically. And uh, the website and uh, the platform was launched uh, around March 2021. And the reception has been very good so far. 
Thanks so much for, for sharing, um, you know, the, the journey of, of Larry Koba. I want to ask you about um, financial literacy, actually. Why is financial literacy important and how do you envision, um, you know, Larry Koba contributing to enhancing financial literacy? Um, and it would be also great if you could um, share with our audience a little bit about what we could expect from Larry Koba in the future. Oh, that's, that's definitely a tough question because uh, if you ask anybody about uh, what financial literacy means, you're going to get different answers. But uh, from my perspective, um, it's just about learning how to manage your financial situation better to be able to make informed decisions when it comes to managing your money and uh, just to make sure you're not, not stuck in a difficult situation that could have been entirely avoided. So basically, I just want to make sure that my audience is knowledgeable on personal financial issues in the Maldives and allow them to actually make informed, independent decisions so that way all of us can actually build back better from this pandemic. Um, the website and the platform itself, what I'm hoping to do is actually just highlight um, situations that Maldivians face on a day-to-day -day basis, be it simple things like how to save for the future, maybe, you know, something long-term like purchasing an apartment, which is, um, I'm probably guessing, a top priority for quite a number of uh, Maldivians. So I just want to uh, guide them and equip them with the tools to actually help them uh, make these decisions. But uh, with the reception that I've been receiving, I've been motivated to actually make this into an ongoing project rather than just um, uh, like a website that's going to be around. So I've been making some commentary on uh, the financial um, climate in the country. So this would involve um, commentary on current affairs and uh, how these things can actually impact you as a person and uh, what are the things that you need to look out for when you make some decisions. Great. Um, how, how does your work contribute to the achievement of the sustainable development agenda and leaving no one behind? Well, um, if you look at the sustainable development goals, we can see uh, for number eight, we say it's decent work and economic growth. And perhaps it has some contribution towards number 10, reduced inequalities. Um, having worked in the industry for quite some time, I can see that um, the system, um, there are some elements that I feel can be improved to make the whole process a little bit more inclusive especially to cater for those from disadvantaged backgrounds, be it um, demographic or maybe based on uh, their affiliations or their decisions. So just basically anything that can put them in a difficult situation. And I think it's high time we actually make this conversation a little bit more normalized rather than taboo. And that way we can engage the public more um, in discussions with um, the decision makers and the policy makers this way we can try to bring some positive changes to the system and um, allow people who haven't really been given the opportunity to borrow money and um, invest in their future uh, with some tools as well as some facilities that can actually help them achieve their own personal goals and independent of relying on um, other people to create such uh, situations for them. And uh, if you look at uh, the leave uh, no one behind initiatives, we can see that um, the systems currently in place, um, we can understand that historically um, the decisions and the lending parameters have been reflected 
based on uh, the risk of actually lending. And if you look at um, our lending rates in comparison to other countries, it's outrageously high. And it's not just because of profit, but it's also something to do with um, how we perceive risk and the confidence that we have in the lending institutions and in the policymakers themselves. So what I'm hoping to do is uh, kickstart this conversation and engage more people in this initiative so that way we can advocate for more positive change. Well, speaking of policymakers, if you were a policymaker, what policy would you first implement to foster more financial inclusion in the Maldives? Well, if we think back on the last question, I think um, the currently available products as well as the lending standards is actually reflective of um, the risk of lending as well as the confidence that we have in these systems. And um, it's no... Um, it's no mystery that, you know, these things need to be addressed. And if I were uh, in a position to actually make some changes uh, to the policy, I would try to get um, the people involved and um, in include their voices in the decision making to try to understand um, each person's situation might be different because we cannot really say they are, we're all in the same boat because everybody's circumstances are different. So we need to try to engage um, in a discussion that could involve not just the financial institutions and the regulatory bodies, but um, the common people as well, just to see what kind of products and policies can be created. So my first step would be to actually understand what the market needs and what kind of products that could be done. The second thing I would uh, suggest would be that uh, based on the information that we receive, we need to actually move away from um, a mindset of just generating profit because we need to focus on creating the community and building the society together. And um, this would involve actually making some concessions and making some decisions that might be a little bit difficult at the start, but if you consider the long-term benefits of it based on sustainability, based on growth, based on um, allowing people to actually explore um, their own financial independence. This is when people will be able to grow together as a country. Great. Well, thank you so much, Anas, um, for the work that you do with Lari Koba, as well as the very important um, messages that you have uh, shared. Um, before we just conclude, I want to I wanna, um, give you also the opportunity to um, you know, to leave any concluding or final remarks. Thank you. Um, when I first started this project, I was quite apprehensive about how the initiative will be received by the general public. Um, in fact, uh, this project was completed quite a while back, but it was just holding me back, not really sure about how people would be reacting to such a thing like this. But the moment I clicked publish on the website and created the social media channels, the support that I have been receiving was absolutely out of this world. And what really um, gave me more motivation was the amount of help and the support that people actually offered and um, wanted to be a part of this. I recall a conversation with a um, couple of really key individuals and a uh, few people who were actually interested in uh, products such as these, and uh, they have said that um, they don't want to receive anything back. They don't want to be 
uh, financially involved or receive anything back. And they feel that this is actually a project that needs to involve the community together. And this is a message that can actually be beneficial for everybody. And um, this actually made me really motivated to keep on going and uh, make the product a little bit um, accessible to other people and um, perhaps develop some Divahi translations in the future and make it more accessible and understanding for everybody. Well, thank you so much, Alice, and we look forward to seeing what um, Larry Koba um, develops into in the future. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you for listening. Let's meet up in the next Frontier Dialogue.